God damn it, I tried to start the day off right. No rage, no getting uptight about things, and I was doing excellent. Then I saw a body wash in the shower in the morning, and it, it, it had instructions printed on it. The fucking body wash. Why? Why would there be instructions on a bottle of body wash? The only possible explanation I can think of is that there are people out there who are unfamiliar with the concept of soap. You know, hippies, religious men, highly religious men, sorry, caveman perhaps, I don't know. But the rest of us, we're, we're fucking aware of how to use soap. Step one, you open the bottle. Open the bottle? Are you kidding me? That's a given. Even a baby who's 11 minutes old. Look, if you give that 11-minute-old 11 11 old baby a bottle of, say, I don't know, let's avoid copyright issues here, so uh, Diet Poke. If you give an 11-minute-old baby a bottle of Diet Poke, they will try to get to what's inside on instinct. Try breaking it or chewing it turning it like every which way and this baby is 11 minutes old so i don't think it's necessary to have it printed on body wash that is used by grown partly educated adults who not to mention are probably holding the bottle in the shower or bath to have open the bottle printed on it in a step or or otherwise no okay moving along step two lather i'm not making this up lather do you honestly expect a person who needs to be told first to open a bottle of body wash in order to use it to be able to read such a big word like lather? And not only read it, but fucking comprehend it and understand such complex instructions? Honestly? Jesus Christ. Okay, step three. Rinse. Well, rinse what? The bottle? Be more specific. If you feel you need to apply instructions to a bottle of body wash, you need to give more direct language, okay? Rinse what? The bottle? The shower door? You lost me. Oh, step three, why have you forsaken thou? I know that's a tad exaggerated because I know it needs to be on there. And I, I've had enough of these poor saps walking around with dry soap peeling off their fucking face at three in the afternoon. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, enough about that. Let's talk about Snapchat. Can I ask a serious question here? Why is everyone so keen on being a friggin' deer? Why is it interesting to see what you would look like if you were hanging over a redneck's fireplace, huh? Tell me. Now, I know some of you girls out there think it's harmless, fun, and cute. Well, I'll be the first one to tell you, you're wrong. What is this Snapchat fascination? Look at this cute pic for like 12 seconds before it's gone forever. So I'll need to take another picture of me as a deer. Let's swap faces, isn't that fun? No, no, it isn't. I grew up in a generation that watched the movie Face Off, okay? That's Nicolas Cage and John fucking Travolta how fun face swapping is. It's not a game. Face swapping is not a game. It's serious shit. So for the love of Louis, start treating it that way, okay? Why? Why is Snapchat a fucking thing? What happened to texting? You send a Snapchat, right? Hey, how's it going? I murdered your cat while you're at work. Is that how it works? Then it's, like, deleted. What if you fucking miss it? You get the how's it going, but you fart loudly and laugh during the part about your cat being murdered. And then you're like, wait, play it again. Nope. So you have to wait for them to send another Snapchat. You killed my cat? Why? Oh, no worries. Look, I'm a deer. Snapchat. I really hate to say this and sound old, but in my day, kids got it easy, man. Text, email, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. 
Like, there's so many ways of communication and ways to not exercise their social skills. Where was that in my day? I had to troll people and tolerate them at the same time. If I wanted to Snapchat, it was a huge fucking deal. Now, I had to deliver flyers for a week to earn bus fare. After that, I'd take the bus down, you know, to a store. About a month later, after earning enough money, you know, to buy a Kodak disposable camera, flyers didn't pay much. And then I needed to take the bus back, so I needed double, right? Then I needed to find someone to take my picture because selfies weren't a fucking thing. Pictures were taken straight on. Not from above with one arm reached out and the other giving a fucking peace sign. So after finding that person to take this picture and hoping to God they don't steal it, you snap two photos, max, hoping the flash went off, the sun didn't hit the lens, there were no filters or memory cards back then, you couldn't just delete pictures, man. Once they were taken, they became part of that fucking camera. And in my day, we kept our tongues inside our mouths when we were pictures were taken, alright? You know what we call people who, you know, were set up in a pose and stuck out their tongue, like, right for the picture? You know what we called those people? An asshole. We called them an asshole for ruining a perfectly good photo. We had to buy film for that camera. Shan't be wasting it. And after the picture is taken, finally, you had to wait months to fill up the camera. Disposables, you know, you, a disposable camera you bought with a hard-earned flyer delivery money usually had like 50 pictures on it, so you had like 48 more to take. You can't bring it in with 48 left in the roll. The camera guy would say, are you an idiot? 48 more pictures to take. I'm not doing two of you in the same pose. One with a bad glare from the fucking sun blocking your face. Now this film is no good, so I may as well go to the restroom and shit on it. No, you need to fill it up all the way. You need to fill up the camera with fucking quality photos because you don't know what you have until it was developed. So special fucking precautions were taken to not botch the shot. No taking pictures of your crotch. The camera accidentally went off, you know and you have a picture of a wall, it hurts like the whole time because you know it. And when developed, you're bummed out, you wasted a picture. It was heartbreaking. Had the camera not gone off, there would have been one more to snap a picture of that fucking crazy guy dressed as a hot dog in the park trying to fist fight a squirrel. It's a disappointment. And then when the camera's full, you need more bus fare to get to the Photoshop, which was a grocery store or a pharmacy, not a fucking computer program. And then he waited an hour because that's how long it took to develop a photograph and we thought that was pretty fucking dandy back then. Then more bus fare to get home. Then you ended up liking the pictures. So you're careful to store the negatives in a safe place so you can get another copy printed. And then you forget all about it as months go by and then end up throwing it out because there are like cameras on cell phones and shit now. And you write a message on the back. You put the picture in an envelope and you head out to the walk to the corner store to buy yourself a stamp. Then, if you're lucky, the store has a mailbox. If not, the store is a fucking jerk. We have all the tools you need to prep a letter, yet no way to mail it. If they're a jerk store, there's more walking. Then you have to wait like three to four days. Your friend gets it, puts it on their bedroom wall, and never replies because you forgot to include the one important detail that you were fucking Snapchatting. So we had the telephone. You know, that was much easier. We used that in my day. Snapchat was called calling a friend on the phone. If you had to take a piss, you exited the conversation briefly because the cord wasn't long enough to reach the can. Kids think life is tough. Your main concern is how you look as a deer and making sure your Facebook status is current. Kids' lives are hard. Come on. They now have late start days for high school kids. Really? Why? 
Why? A teenager's job description is being a lazy, useless, pig-headed, know-it-all teenager not, and like to attend school five days a week. Really not complicated stuff. I could do that job drunk. We never had late start days. All these teachers, you know, late start days. Are these teachers not, you know, preparing high school kids for the real world? When most of them are, you know, working terrible, underpaid, dead-end jobs because they didn't even finish high school in the first place, their boss is not going to offer late start days. It's more of a show up or you're fucking fired day every day. When I went to school, the day started at 8.30 or 8.45 or some ungodly hour before your eyes regained the color after being bloodshot, and that was that. Every day, same time, every day. A late start day was working four years to earn a spare, and then it actually landed on first period. My late start day, however, was me waking up at 9.45, rolling over and falling back asleep, only to wake up sometime in the early afternoon, realizing mid-yawn, ah, shit, I got school today. Well, too late now. I haven't even had breakfast. It'd be kind of rude to bust in the class midway through. I shouldn't disrupt others' education process. Better do the right thing in Ferris Bueller this Wednesday. There's no late start days. No breaks to help my like make life easier. It was like a fucking boot camp. Be here or be dumb and uneducated. It's not anyone's fault but your own. But I was an all, you know, typical all-American type of kid. Sports, fucking church on Sundays. Well, on my way to being a cliche model working class hero in society. And something went wrong. Somewhere. Look, the point is, I was a great kid. I was, like, learning despite not wanting to do it at school. Or a learning factory, as I called it. I liked baseball and stuff. But my go-to was, like, like nature, you know. I always had a love and interest in nature. And I know some people listening to this like, what the fuck, what? But just listen, okay. Or uh, people who actually, you know, know me well go into a state of shock. At what a lie that appears to be. Let me explain this. Animals. I loved animals. I loved learning about them. My main animals, fucking rams and sharks, man. And alligators, but rams and fucking sharks. I liked seeing shark attack victims show their scars. And I'd laugh. Yeah, well, I guess that's what you get for dinking around with a shark. <laughs> Even at a young age, my love for sharks and my low tolerance for human beings made sharks' like attack stories a win-win. Now as an adult, I still love nature. Nature on on television, of course. I like learning how crazy the earth is and shit. And I like doing it, you know, exploring different parts of the world while I sit in my underwear polluting my body with junk food. And I watched this show called, like, 72 Dangerous Animals Australia. It was fucking fascinating, not even gonna lie. There's so many ways to be killed in Australia. Holy shit. 72 Dangerous Animals, and it's already... You know, that that's 72. 72, that's... That's already 72 too many, but it's not everything. There's also, like, tree termites. Um, it's, like, uh, like a bug. They call it, like, um, well, the, the termites are the bug, but there's, like, also this tree that's called the, um, the termites love this tree, and they call it the Widowmaker because it can collapse in a forest and kill you if you're under it. Like, even a tree can kill you in fucking Australia. It's, it's, it's educational, though. I like learning, and that show taught me a lot, like, to stay the fuck out of Australia. The place is goddamn terrifying, and the best thing is, it's entertaining, because, uh, Aussies don't give a shit. 
Oh, just got nicked by a funnel web spider. Best not to accelerate my heart rate. I got about 30 minutes to live. Better get to a hospital. But first, I'll explain why I believe it bit me. Um, I'm not really quite sure, but I'm going to let this beautiful spider back on the grass. Yeah, are you out of your fucking mind, man? I'll take winter. I'll take winter. Winter's good. Just take the time before you die to free the creature that potentially murdered you. Okay, sounds good. But for me, personally, I'd be too grossed out and busy screaming and trying not to die to give a shit about that goddamn spider at all. Ugh, it's fucking gross. I'm, like, flowing with venom over here. I really I really don't care if that 50-eyed, eight-legged fucking freak gets under the grass or not. I'd prefer you put it on the highway and make sure an 18-year-wheeler hits it with, like, every fucking wheel. But, uh, Australians, man, I believe they're clinically fucking insane. Take that shit in stride. To live in a place where even the trees and mosquitoes can fucking kill you and still leave the house? What the fuck? Let alone live there? Holy shit, are you fucking new? You do not need to live there. And these people are like so fucking chill, you know, walking around with like 1,300 species of fucking poisonous snakes lurking everywhere like it's no big deal. I damn near have a heart attack if there's an earwig near me, you know? I, I don't know how these people do it. Stepped on a hill last week, almost died. Just hanging the laundry. It makes you appreciate the animal so much more, you know? And I am aware of that hill now, and I no longer bother it. So that's it, huh? <laughs> After almost dying, just leave it alone. <sighs> I'd be well aware of what, where it was, too, you know? To plan my fucking revenge. I know exactly where that hill of ants is, and I will napalm them with hairspray and a lighter after they fall asleep, and I'd study them and their habits. Yeah, make them think they've earned my respect enough to rest and wake up into a fucking inferno of rage. Welcome to hell. You're now fire ants. Now you can call yourselves fire ants, you fucking assholes. Australia's best seen from afar from me on television, where I... I have no need to seek revenge.